We're live. Welcome back to For All Hours. My name is Jamal, as it was last week, and I'm joined by my cat, who's just sniffing around my dinner. <laughs> yeah, Ellie, that food's not for you. Um, thanks for joining me. Uh, we are most definitely doing For All Hours. After hours. There we go. Four all hours after hours. You know how it is. These solo episodes. I, for some reason, decided to record them after work. It is currently 20 past one in the morning. Um, and I'm tired. <laughs> I don't know why I'm recording. I need to eat dinner. I need to go to bed. But I don't know. I have some shit I want to talk about. Um, I hope everyone had a lovely Christmas. Or holiday, whatever you celebrate. Um, I just drank a lot and saw friends and family, which was nice. Um, I was in Ballarat in the last couple of days. Um, my One of my oldest friends, I've known him since prep, um, came down from Canberra. Uh, he's also the host of the other show, uh, the other podcast that I do called Last Call, that's Ash. Um, and yeah, we did, we watched a lot of cricket, we drank a lot of beer, we did a lot of podcasting. Um, this is my fifth podcast in two days. We're absolutely flying through it. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then we played golf this morning, well, yesterday morning. Um, which was a blast. I'm still so shit at golf, which which is funny, but also like I'd I'd like to be good. That's one of the things. Golf is something that will translate to later life, regardless of who you are, because when you get old, you you know retire and you play golf, or you play golf as like. And I was talking to Ash about this. It was like it means. To an end, almost where you just like it's a social event for the big wigs of the world. Like not me, I actually like teaching golfing on the weekends type beat. But yeah, that kind of thing. Um, Christmas came with a lot. Today's today's episode um, is going to be. I've already decided the title, which I don't usually do until I sleepily edit it in the morning. It's going to be music this year. Uh, a lot's happened in music, and a lot happened on Christmas Day. The day of giving. The the birth of Christ, not really, but kind of. Uh, Playboy Cardi finally dropped his album, Whole Lot of Red, um, which is what, in... When did Die Lit come out? 2018? So they've been waiting two years. I say they, as in Cardi fans, because um, I'm... Um, I don't particularly, it's not that I don't like it, I just don't listen to it. And I, like, I listen to some of it and I just can't buy in. I tried to listen to the album and it was bad. There were some good songs, not good songs, just like, because when I think of listening to Playboy Cardi, I think like, kind of just vibing, uh, having a good time. But some of them were just tough to get through, man. I was like, woof. He's definitely nailed the vampire aesthetic, though. But, like, for two years, that's what you come out with? It's like 24 songs. And I was like, ugh. 
it was just like it was bloated. I I felt it was underproduced. Like a lot of the songs, I was just like, ah, oh, it sounds like, you know, I did it. Jamal on the beat. Um, but the main talking point, um, that I wanted to bring up, Christmas Day drop, Scissor finally dropped Good Days, and I cannot stress how much I love the song. I've been listening to the SoundCloud drop, like the leak, not the leak, but like it got leaked, and then she performed it when she was performing Hit Different. And she was like sitting on a lounge, and I was like, "That is the sickest shit I've ever seen." Her acapella is fucking crazy. Um, but she dropped it, and first listen, I was okay with it, just because I was so used to the acapella. It's not acapella, but like the YouTube version was just like it was almost raw vocal. I was like, "Oh, it's so good. She's so good." But then I kept listening to it, and I think it is a perfect song. Um, like, to me, Good Days is a perfect song. Like, I could literally talk about it for an hour. Like, there is just so much to dig into, and there is so much to unpack. And I will for a bit, because I'm such a... Like, I just sing it to myself at work. Cause I'm like, fuck, it goes so incredibly hard. Um, the composition, the instrumental is phenomenal. Uh, the layering, the v- lyrics. Like, obviously, we've been listening to it for, you know, a couple of months now, but the lyrics just are... It's relatable, it's empowering, but also vulnerable at the same time. Um, and I think it's quite uplifting in a realistic way. Like I said at the start, relatable. It's one of those things where you're just like, some some music and musicians lose their relatability because they're obviously incredibly rich and they don't really live that lifestyle. It's like, it's like obviously when I listen to Future, it's like that's not relatable to me. I'm not putting APs on anyone's wrist. I'm not sipping lean like it's, fucking water like but I listen to it because I'm like yeah vibes vibes but this this is this is a type of song where you're just like and I think this of very few songs where I think this is cinematic like this song it's like when I listen to uh ah, fuck why did I just forget the song Devil in a New Dress um off my twisted, my dark, twisted, beautiful, what the, my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy, there we go, fuck, I am tired, but that song, I'm just like, that is, it is more than just a song, like, it is, at that point, it is cinematic, it is art, it is like, it is a whole different realm of experience for me, and obviously, it's like, I think it's a perfect song, like, there's obviously a million criteria. I don't know if there's, like, a objective criteria for a perfect song. But, like, for me, um, the lyrics are incredible. Just, oh, the pre-chorus 
I could listen listen to the pre-chorus on loop for ten hours, like dead set. When, um, and the lyrics lyrics of the pre-chorus are just insa- <laughs> it's so good, and Jacob Collier on it is just sick, um, like he substituted in for the Ty Dolla Sign backing vocals, um, but yeah, in the pre-chorus where, it, um. Like the verse, what does it finish off with? Choose to watch while the world break up in front of, in front of me, and then it goes. <laughs> All the while, I'll wait my armored fate with a smile, and then it, like, the backing vocals come in, and then Jacob Collier, like, harmonizes with a, I still wanna try, still believing, and then the chorus hits. If if I could float, like, that song would make me, like, genuinely just float off the ground. Like, it is it is just so beautiful. And then, like, her vocals are just, like, dipping in and out of what the main melody is. And then she ends up with some backing vocals. Bro, the lyrics, always in my mind. Good day living in my mind. Oof. That hits, bro. That hits. I swear, Scissor makes songs where you're just like, "Oh shit, bro!" That hit, like that hits. That hits. Hit different. Hit different. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that song is unbelievable. Like, and she tops it in the second pre-chorus where like there's more instrumental, and she's like wailing, almost like crooning over the top. Oh, it is just heaven to listen to. Like, and it's a longer song. I think it goes for like four minutes and forty seconds. But every second is just a pleasure to listen to. Like when I first listened to it, I definitely thought the instrumental was too much, like the guitar, um, and then the beats. And it's almost like water. Like it's almost like a watery guitar, and then the drums kick in, and you're like, ah, oh. and. I, it, I think it's because I was used to listening to um, the, like, leaked version or, like, the acapella version where I was just like, oh, I think it's doing too much. But it really adds to the value of the song. Like, I genuinely think this song has really good replay value. And it's also it's it's hard because it's one of those songs where you're just like, this is such a masterpiece of a song. Where you're just like, I don't want to overplay it, but it's also one of those songs that you just want to keep replaying because it is just... I cannot speak highly enough in this song, as you can tell. Um, and the instrumental, man. After after the last, like, interlude kind of thing. Um, and the lyrics on that are great. The lyrics are just great. Well, um, half of us chasing fountains of youth and it's in the present. Like, that is, and I feel like I'm dissecting it like an English teacher where you're just like, well, this has meaning and this means this. You know, the green in Great Gatsby means that he's fucking doing this and the red means this. And But it's one of those things that kind of speaks on the criticism of, wow, this sounds so wanky just from, but this is what I like glean from a song where you're just like, 
half of us are trying to, well, half of like, she's just saying that people are trying to find how to stay, I guess, young, relevant in the present while like for the future while she's just being like, well, that's just now. It's kind of a statement just being like, yeah, just be, you know? Like we're chasing how we can keep ourselves in relevancy, I guess. Um, And I can't speak obviously to it on her level because she is um, a, I assume she's gone platinum, like a platinum selling artist. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where you're just like, wow, that is a relevant statement. And I think another underrated bit of this song is that it's a really good story, um, for a song. Like it's, it's very conceptual where it starts off and just like good day in my mind. I can, you know, get some, and now Take a step out. You know, let my hair down. And then she's like, oh, fuck. I remember you now. And you stay heavy on my mind. And you're just like... Like, every time I listen to the song, I conceptualize. It's almost like I project past relationships, I guess. Like, intimate and non-intimate, where you're just like, wow, I'm... And this happens to everyone. This is why <laughs> this shit hits so hard where you're just like, oh, yeah, I've forgot about, you know, this person. I am myself. I'm able to breathe freely. And then you just like click. Oh, shit. Yeah, remember when X, Y, Z happened? You're just like, fuck. You know, um, and I think she says that lays heavy on my empty mind. And I'm like, oh, that's... That's wild. It's the lyrics are just so pointed, I think. It's one of those things where it's just so well chosen and I think Yeah, oh, I I genuinely could talk about this song for hours. Jacob Collie was really good. Um good on the vocals. He's a freak, man. I like I don't even know him like that, but I just like come across his stuff on social media every now and again. That dude is a freak. But yeah, do I have anything else to say? I reckon I've gone a solid 10 minutes on this song. I really like Sunny in like this. Uh, sunny in my mind, good day living in my mind. I'm like, ah. Oh. And it's, it really is that battle. Like, you really hear her throughout the song being like, I'm, you know, losing it, I'm getting frustrated, but then the chorus brings that back to like, well, all the while I'll await my armoured fate with a smile. And you're just like, well, that's one of those things where it's like negativity and stuff isn't always going to go well. But, you know, I'll just you know, put up with it, and at some point, like, there will be good days. It will be sunny. It is a good day living in my... Oh, I just... 
I'm just such a fan of this song. This is like a solid 10 out of 10. Solid 10 out of 10 for me. Um, and I, ugh, I just love listening to it. I've got my dinner on the table next to my laptop and Ellie is just, hey, trying to eat it. I'm going to fix that. Ellie, no food for you. Um, but yeah, so so out of the two drops that were on Christmas Day between Playboy Cardi and Scissor, I think you have my verdict on how I feel. Because yeah, that is honestly, like when I think perfect songs, I think, I think Devil in a New Dress is fantastic. I'm probably not perfect. Like perfect songs for me is something that I will listen to and just like it's more of an emotional thing for me rather than like a subject uh like an objective i guess critique or like a ranking of xyz or like a criteria that anything has to hit you know like i'm not being like well for a perfect song the song has to be this length and it has to be you know have X amount of artists on the track, or blah, 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 blah. It's more of how it makes me feel. Like, this song makes me feel in so many different ways, um, for better or for worse. I, like, yelled this song at myself in the mirror, and then the other day I heard um, <laughs> when, like, the chorus kicks in and all the vocals come in, I cried. Like, it's one of those things where it's just like, there are... S- so many different interpretations you can have. And depending on the day that you're having, it is either fantastic or it just like kind of somber. Um, and that's the beauty of the song, I guess. Ultralight Beam for me, perfect song. That just makes me feel some type of way. The gospel, um, the dream is unreal chances verse on that song is one of the best feature songs of that decade uh, mirrors justin timberlake the extended edition only the shortened version does not make sense whatsoever that was only for the radio <laughs> i heard it on the radio first and i was like oh that song's not like good and then i heard the extended version on the album i was like oh this song is everything that is my favorite song of all time Extended version, eight minutes of just heaven. Yeah, the last half when it transitioned to the falsetto. And then, yeah, the meaning behind it is just sensational. It is beautiful. He wrote it for his grandfather. It's just uh, it's just an amazing song. Um, I, I don't know if this is, like, popular opinion or not. Um, and I'd love to get... I'd love to do like a survey or like an interview kind of thing, just getting people's like takes. I love longer songs. My fav- Some of my favourite songs are like seven, eight, nine, like six to ten minute songs. Like just off the top of the head, Mirrors Extended Edition. 90210, Travis Scott. 3500 3, by Travis Scott, so underrated, so good. Um, you've got pyramids. Pyramids goes for ten minutes. 
in the pyramids tonight. Hey. That's that's like three songs in one. Um The Weekend, Glass Table Girls, I think goes for seven minutes. Early the weekend had heaters that were just like eight minutes long. Even after hours off the new album, I think is at least six minutes long. Um what else have we got? Long songs. What am I thinking? Because, like, nowadays... I'm not going to say nowadays no one produces long songs, but I feel like uh, shorter songs and albums are in at the moment. Well, they were for a bit in, like, 2018. Kanye dropped (laughs) exclusively seven-song albums. And I was like, it's kind of fire, but also... I would love Ye to be longer. Like, that kind of thing. Like, I'd love... I think it takes so much skill and, like, artistry and vision to make, like, longer songs, I guess. And, like, that's kind of a cop-out because, you know, not every song is going to be eight minutes. Oh, half of the 2020 experience, actually, is fucking long. Strawberry Bubblegum is long. Tunnel Vision, the extended version, is, like, seven minutes. Only When I Walk Away is one of my favourite songs off that album. That's a deep cut. That's like eight minutes. Um, <laughs> what's the shortest song on that album? Ah, oh, Push a Love Girl. Uh, in my little Push a Love Girl. Yeah, Push a Love Girl. That goes like eight minutes. Like that song is a classic. Bro, 2013 JT hit different for real. For real. I didn't mind Man of the Woods. I'm a massive JT fan. Like, I'm just going all over the shop with what I'm talking about. And later, I'm going to talk about, like, my albums of the year. Um, But, yeah. Like, JT... Oh, JT up until 2018, I think, was like... JT had such a long prime. Like, you think about how artists, like rise to fame and then fall off so quick. They'll fall off as quick as they came up. JT has been in the business since 96. You think about it, he is... Depends how you feel about Man in the Woods. I'm pretty positive on it because I'm a huge fan. There's a couple of misses on there that I just can't listen to. The last couple of songs on that album are very mid. But, like, if you think about it, you got NSYNC, NSYNC, bangers all the way through justified one of the best solo debut albums of all time justified classic hits top to bottom bro senorita rocky body cry me a river uh like i was like it ain't nobody love you like i love you yeah that song like heaters all the way through future sex love sounds changed pop Forever. It was very... Oh, I say changed pop forever like it wasn't very Prince-inspired. Um, Prince changed pop forever. That man, rest in peace. Um, but, like, I listened to Sean Mendes' album the other day. I was like, this is very future sex love sounds. Like, just some of the more electronic cuts from the record, and you're like, this is very Justin Timberlake late 2000s, early 2010s inspired. 
Um, the 2020 experience, my favorite album of all time. Both parts, chuck it all in, extended versions, bonus cuts, whatever you have it. I could probably go top to bottom every single lyric. Bro, let the groove set in. Let the groove get in. That goes for like 10 minutes, and that is just funky. That is just groovy as fuck. Oh, that album's so good. Um, but yeah, JT, Man of the Woods, ah, bit of a hit and miss. Um, a couple of songs on there, I was just like, they're good, but like Supplies. Can't believe Pharrell produced that, man. That does not sound like a Pharrell beat. I was like, you supplies. Like, oh, bit grating. But. Um, music this year, man. It's been obviously a weird year. 2020 has been uh, pretty mid, to be honest. If we're going to be real with each other, just between me and you, listener, 2020 hasn't been great. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, this has been uh, not good to extraordinary proportions, but, you know, I, I'm recording on currently, it's currently New Year's Eve morning, I guess. Uh, so it's the 31st of December. It is now quarter to two, and we are under 24 hours from a new year. And I think New Year's, the next year's, <laughs> I think everyone, including myself, says this. It's like, next year's the year. I'm kind of past that. I don't need it to be the year. For it to be a good year, I just need to see growth from myself. You know? I don't need to absolutely knock it out of the park every year. I can't be making, you know, blonde every year. I think night is like a six-minute song. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe like, oh, this album have a ten minute song. Uh Siege Freed, that's a long ass song. Anyway, yeah, but I feel like everyone it's so bizarre. Everyone puts themselves under extreme pressure at the turn of a calendar. One rotation of the sun, everyone's just like the next rotation of the sun. Then it hit different. You're like, well, it could hit different right now. Like, it could hit different. I was going to say tomorrow, but tomorrow is New Year's. That, like, excludes my point. Like, uh, what, what was the date? When did I get this tattoo? Oh, 6th. That's why it's a 6th. 6th of July, 2019. My life changed. Um... Uh, Wow, I really segmented from my albums of the year. Anyway, I'm going to tell the story, and then we're going to get into albums of the year. Uh, 6th of July. I woke up feeling absolutely phenomenal. Um, And if you've listened to previous podcasts, I battled with, you know, depression and suicidal thoughts and um, just wasn't having a a good time. Um, there was just one day where I was like, wow, I feel great. Like, 
um, like obviously there was a foundation where I was just like, I have really good friends. I get along with my family relatively. I had a good job that I didn't, you know, like hate, but I enjoyed the people there. I felt like I had a purpose. And that's when literally my life changed. I went out that day and got a tattoo. It says Beyond Free, um, inspired by the song by Black uh, called Free. Give it a listen if you haven't. Changed my life. Literally. That song literally changed my life, which is wild to think. I would love to, like, if every musician that changed someone's life for the better knew about it. Like, I would love to just run into black. Like, I will probably never meet that man in my life. But if I ever met him just on the street somewhere, I would go up to him and be like, thank you. You saved my life. You changed my life for the better. Isn't it? Isn't it insane how much of an effect music can have on someone's life? I think that's beautiful, man. I think that is beautiful. Because, yeah. I was just like, I'm like free of what, like, and obviously I'm going to be sad. Like this isn't going to stop me from being sad, but that was like the week where I was just like, wow, I want to be here. Like I have a purpose. I feel like I belong in this world because a man said, um, now I'm freer than I've ever been. Bars. That's some fucking... That is fire. That's fire. <laughs> that was fire. Bro, that was fire. Black was spitting on that album. It saved my life. I, I, I can't get over the fact that... And, like, I, I repeat myself so much with so much shit. But that's just wild. That... Ugh. Anyway, album of the year. Album of the year. Um, obviously not Grammys related because fuck the Grammys. And this isn't even album of the year. This is just like albums that came out this year that I liked and that I listened to because there's so many albums that I missed out on. I just found out 2 Chainz dropped an album this year. Bro, I love 2 Chainz. How did I miss that? Um, it came out last month. And I, I'd like, I had no idea. Um, I, so, so I think I'm going to do this in no particular order. Actually, I'm going to try and my, rank my first. Um, oh, I'd have to be after hours. Um, the weekend after hours. Is it his best album? I'm going to say it's his best album. Because I don't really count the first three as albums. Like, they were up. I listened to them as mixtapes. So, like, they weren't the trilogy. It was just, like, um, House of Balloons. And, um, fuck, what were the others? Yeah. Um, I didn't really rate Kissland. Don't tell the weekend fans that. <laughs> there are some weekend fans who will, like, die for Kissland. I'm like, it's fine. It's okay. Um, and then, what was it? Beauty Behind the Madness, I really enjoyed. I think that comes with a bit of nostalgia because it's um, the first 
album I burnt onto a CD when I bought my first car. And that's all I had. Actually, it was that album and the Purpose album. Bro, 2015 was sick. 2015 was lit. Mm. Starboy, really good. My Dear Melancholy does not get the respect it deserves. Wasted Times did the opposite of what Free by Black did. That song almost ruined me. That song is so sad. Um, And then, yeah, After Hours is a classic already. It is a classic album. Um, So that's probably my favourite album of the year. I just got a list here. I'll just go through them and say why I like them. Take Time by Giveon. Um, He, that is a... Oh, I don't think it was his first EP that dropped. He dropped one last year, but he I can't remember what it was called. It's a heartbreak anniversary. Or was that the song of this? No, I think it was the song of this one. Take Time. He's such a unique voice. Like, he is... Yeah, he's a really good... Like, he has a really good tone, and it's really enjoyable to listen to. Um... Lyrically very nice. Um, and just makes you feel a way. Like, he's... <laughs> I think he's going to be the answer to Sam Smith. Where you're just like, that man will never be happy. That man will never write a happy song. <laughs> Sam Smith's been writing depressing bangers for six or seven years now. I feel like Giveon's going to be that guy who has an incredibly unique and enjoyable voice to listen to, but he's just heartbroken. Um, I've got Positions. Y'all know how I feel about Positions. Go listen to the podcast with Tiggy. That album slaps. I bought it on CD for my uh, CD-only car. Holds up. Uh, really good cohesive project, really good, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Production, super horny. That album is horny as fuck. Like, <laughs> Ari really said, I'm a horny bitch now. Like, she went from ooh, side to side to 69 me. Like, damn, Ari, this how you feel? This how you feel? Um, yeah, y'all know how I feel about that album. Great album. Uh, Anniversary by Bryson Tiller. Y'all also know how I feel about that album. That shit was heat. I think True to Self gets too much hate, and I was in that camp of I really didn't like it when it dropped. It's grown on me a bit, but it's... Anniversary was just, is the perfect sequel to Trap Soul. Like, we'll never get an, another album like Trap Soul. That changed the game, for real. And that's exactly what I said on my first podcast, I think. But yeah, it is a great album. Top to bottom. The Drake feature. People don't like the Drake feature. I really like the Drake feature. That's probably one of my... Favourite Drake features in a very long time. Um, yeah. Uh, Party Mobile. 
by Party Next Door. Love that album. Party Next Door is so incredibly underrated with like lyrically, sonically, and with the pen. Dude writes everyone's songs. Oh, you liked Rihanna's last album? Yeah, that was him. (laughs) You liked any Drake song from like 2013 to 2018? Party Next Door. Man writes. Man's got pen game. Um, But I think, yeah, Party Mobile, really cohesive sonically. Um, Like, you know what you get with Party Next Door. You're getting crooning. You're getting a vibe. You're getting dark. Um, Yeah, and just savage. He's, that man is toxic as fuck and I love it. And speaking of toxic as fuck, fuck the world, Brent Fires. Bro, that man, who hurt Brent Fires? <laughs> and whoever did it, thank you, because fuck the world is a, is a great album. It is so toxic. Um, but his vocals are just so buttery smooth. Um, lyrically, really good. It's just a fun listen. And he's just like, he sets the vibe in almost, this is non, you cannot compare these two in any way whatsoever, but I feel the same way when I listen to Brent Fires as I do Tom Mish. Like you hear that groovy guitar and you're like, ugh. It's kind of like you get the stank face and you're like, that's how I feel when I listen to Brent Fires. I'm like, ugh. Like I'm vibing with what comes out of your mouth sonically, but the lyrics, I'm like, ugh, <laughs> the lyrics are gross. Um, jumping off some R&B, my turn by Lil Baby. I didn't like Lil Baby coming into this year, and then he was absolutely everywhere, um, and he's grown on me. I really enjoyed my turn. Um, although people will just like slap the mumble rapper label on him. If you actually listen to what he says, he's actually a very lyrical rapper. Um, some to prove is just like, if you need to get G'd up for anything, or if you feel like you've been disrespected, put on some to prove. Um, yeah, a lot of good cuts off that album. There are some spots where it kind of dips in and out and you just like his voice um, is very... No, it's not monotone, but like when you hear, you know, if, I think it's a 14 or 15 track album, it gets a bit repetitive, but yeah, um, he brings the heat. Keeping on rap, Black dropped six piece. Great. Um really nice, really concise, um, a good rap, I was going to say rapping performance, but I think it just shows the duality of black, like East Atlanta love letter, a lot of singing, a lot of crooning, dude can rap, dude's got bars, um, look up the, <laughs> I, I said it on a previous podcast, look up the Kenny Beats uh, cave thing with black dude spits, um, and he does on this album as well. Oh, EP, 
Um, so does Lil Baby. Fuck, what's that song? Um, uh, I'm going to have to quickly look it up because it has escaped my mind. Uh, six, hot EP, Know My Rights with Lil Baby. Great song. All right, we're swinging back into some R&B. Ant Clemens, happy to be here. I've never heard of this guy. Um, and then he dropped a song with... Fuck, who did he drop a song with? I'm thinking Eleven Kali. Um, please fucking hold. Ant Clemens, what's the song I always listen to? Excited. Every time I say decided you hear me up. Ty Dolla Sign, that's who it's with. Um, he got Pharrell on the album. Like, this is a good, I don't know if it's an album. Eight songs, 20 minutes. Really concise. Um, it's quite uplifting. As opposed to some of the R&B albums that I've talked about previously. Um, and I think I said it. In a previous episode, uh, he wrote on Jesus is King. He really brings that, like, more groovy, funky, upbeat, happy R&B rather than the shit I like to listen to, which is just, like, you know, sad boy R&B. But that's a a really good album by an artist that I think will uh, blow up soon because he was on a song with my boy Justin Timberlake called Better Days and although that's not as upbeat as I was saying happy to be here was um yeah great album it's called happy to be here he's just happy to be here <laughs> um other I'm not sure he's he's not underground he's like not unknown but like an artist that is less known than, you know, The weekend. Um, Levin Carly came out with High Tide. Perfect is boring with Ty Dolla Sign. Ty Dolla Sign is the perfect feature for a crooning R&B song. He would have been great on Good Days. I said it before, but, like, I would have loved him on Good Days rather than Hit Different. Um, but Levin Carly, incredible vocalist. Um, this was his... First proper album. I think it flows really well. There are a couple of songs in the middle where it kind of doesn't fit that I think might have been more single songs, but overall a really good project. And this guy's got the sky's the limit. His voice is angelic. Um, Listen to, what did I say? Listen to Perfect is Boring. Uh, His first song, I think, when he dropped... Smile, um, that song is just lovely. That song is so lovely. Um, Levin Kali, give him a look. Um, Man on the Moon 3 dropped. Kid Cudi, I really enjoyed it. I'm a big Cudi fan. I really enjoyed Man on the Moon 2. Um, and I think it fits really well into the Man on the Moon series. There are a few features on there where I was like, ah, didn't really like Trippy Red. I'm not. Uh, well, that's a thing. It's just like I'm not really a Trippy Red fan, to be honest. Um, like he has some decent songs. I really like. Actually, I say I really like um, 
I think it was called Excitement with Party Next Door. But I was like, I like the Party Next Door bit. I want to feel good too. You made me feel so good. Ah, bro, Party Next Door, so good. But yeah, Tequila Shots, a fucking heater. The Void, so good. When Cuddy hums, whoo, that man can hum. I'll say, and to those out there who like Travis Scott, and I'm one of them, I love Travis Scott. Like, he got that from Cuddy. Like, Cuddy is the OG hummer. <laughs> um, yeah, because he was... No, he didn't start it. But, like, Travis got it from Cuddy. And Cuddy was even on uh, Through the Late Night where Travis got basically just samples, interpolates, and basically rips off day and night. Um, great song though. Birds in the Trap. Listen to that album. What else have I got in here? Sawayama by Rena Sawayama. I loved it. I don't often listen to like Brit pop, but that was so fire. Like it was, the production was really sleek. Um, she really knows how to like write a beat. And it's just like it oozes kind of, not class. I'm going to say class. I really liked it. It was really like it felt expensive. The album felt expensive to listen to. Um, and I stream it for three cents a stream. <laughs> Comme de Garçon is so hot. That song is so hot. And that kind of, that kind of went through the album and I was like, oh, it's one of those things where you're just like, yeah, it, it's, it's is it too weird to say creamy? Like it is just a uh, rich. There we go. Rich is way less weird than creamy. <laughs> but yeah, it was just really rich and it had really good production. And I yeah, Rita Sawayama. I can't believe the album didn't get nominated at all. But we've talked about it. We've talked about it. Um, there all the albums that I managed to listen to, that I could think of. Um, off the top of my head, let's check my recent Spotify, see if I've, um, if I've fucked it up at all. Um, do, 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 Big Bang, definitely not this year. I didn't get to listen to the Childish Gambino. It's in my favourite albums, but I really haven't listened to it. Um... Oh, was Heaven or Hell this year? Don Tolliver? Don Tolliver. Heaven or Hell. It was this year. Wow. That was in March. That was ages ago. I thought that was last year for sure. Um, That's a good album. There's a lot of... I think Don Tolliver at the moment is going to be one of those artists where he's a phenomenal feature... He's a got phenomenal singles, but the album is going to be like his singles, which were great, and then like some B cuts, because like, yeah, some of them are not a miss at all, but it's not more of a cohesive project. When I think, it really depends on the album too, because when I think good albums, I think 
cohesive project. Like, if you think about, and we talked about this on the Ariana Grande podcast, <laughs> which was like four podcasts ago. Go check it out. It's me plugging my own podcast on my own podcast. Twit. Like, we talked about how this Positions album is cohesive top to bottom. You can tell that all the flong, uh, <laughs> all the songs flow into each other sonically, uh, lyrically. It tells a story. There's like a climax and then like a kind of a resolution at the end. Where seven rings, seven rings. Is that the album? No, thank you. Next. Thank You Next is less of a cohesive project, but it is a lot of good songs. And honestly, it depends on the album. Because, um, like, obviously not every single album has to be a cohesive project with, you know, every song flowing into the next. It's like, if you want to listen to a cohesive project, listen to Not All Heroes Wear Capes by Metro Boomin. Now, obviously, he doesn't sing, so there's, like, a jillion features. But, like, if you want to listen to something sonically that flows into one song and the next, that album is sick. Um, but, yeah, when I think of a good album, I think that listening to a song outside the context of the whole album makes me feel just, like, not icky, but it's like it makes me feel like I'm missing out on something. It makes me feel like I'm missing out on the story. Like I feel like Scissors Project Control did that really well, where that like flowed in it, and um, Anti by Rihanna did that too. Where just like where you listen to one out of context, and you're like, I know because I know what it's part of. I feel like I'm missing the feeling before and after that. You know. It's like when I listen to Off the Table, I feel like I'm missing the high of Just Like Magic and the self-confidence and the manifestation of that song flowing into the doubt of Off the Table into the like charmingly flirty, almost homely feel of 6.30. Um, but yeah, obviously depends on the album, but those are my albums of this year that I managed to listen to. If there are any albums that I didn't bring up, um, I'm sorry. I, (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry that I didn't get the chance to, but realistically I had the chance to. What the fuck was I doing all year? I was doing online uni and... Playing football manager. That's what I was doing. So not much really. But um, I think it's about time I wrap it up. I've been going 50 minutes strong. It's currently after 2 o'clock. And I still need to have dinner. And I start work in just over 12 hours. So uh, thank you so much for listening to For All Hours. We're obviously going to go out on (laughs) good days. Because I genuinely spent 10 minutes ranting about it and raving. Um, Yeah, 
It's just such a good song. When the, when the shit hits the uh, instrumentals. Ugh. Ugh. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to For All Hours. My name is Jamal. We are going out with Scissor Good Day's new single. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next year. Of youth and innocence.